Listener Production. Good morning, sports fans, and welcome to The Scorecard. I'm Liam Flanagan, and this is your fast, fun hit of sport for Wednesday, the 11th of May. Today, an Aussie jockey's very, very bad day at the track, Surfing Sally returns to the big show, and Paul Gallen is ready for another heavyweight prize fight in Newcastle. But first... Unfortunately, for the better part of the last 12 months, Collingwood has been playing a different game. The how-do-we-rebuild-after-years-of-systemic-racism game. It's a game which saw Eddie Maguire stand down as the president of the football club in February last year and now sees high-profile former player Heretia Lumumba at war with the recently departed senior coach Nathan Buckley. Heretia is not satisfied with the work um, or the ownership of, of different circumstances that he's... He, he feels he's been a part of. Buckley spoke on Melbourne radio station SEN on Monday morning about the ongoing dispute that former player Heretia Lumumba has with the club over its handling of the allegations of racism. I think the whole idea of the process is to have open dialogue, respectful dialogue, so that you can actually move forward in a positive way. It seems that Heretia doesn't really want to move forward unless there's I don't know whether the heads need to roll. I mean, I don't know exactly what he's looking for, or what he's at, what he's end game. Well, not not end game. It's what his requirements are to feel like he has been heard, because that is really what we've tried to do: is sit and listen. An apology? Is it as but, simple as that? Well, he has been apologised too. Off the back of Buckley's comments, Heretia has dropped a bombshell, releasing yesterday recordings of conversations he had with Buckley while he was a player at the Pies and Buckley was the senior coach. The first recording was from 2014, where Buckley accuses Lumumba of throwing President Eddie Maguire under the bus for his criticism of Maguire's racist comments about Adam Goods. We have to be aligned to one another and stand side by side. If we're going to be a football club, you, you threw him under the bus. You threw him under the bus, mate. Oh, I, I didn't throw him under the bus. And we, don't, we can't go through that again. I've, had this, I've, I've gone through this whole year... And this is, this is part of my issue, because you still believe that. A secondary recording released by Lumumba ends with Buckley suggesting that the club wouldn't be able to reach Lumumba's standards and that the two parties would be better suited if they parted ways. Buckley has since come out and said he was unaware he was being recorded at the time, but did hit back tweeting in response to Heretia that he had offered him, quote, the opportunity to put a full and uncut version of our conversations on public record so as to provide context to our conversations and the support that was provided to you above and beyond that which could be reasonably expected in the circumstances, end quote. Many have questioned the edited versions of the recordings Lumumba released, but one thing we can all agree on... Everyone knows what it's like to have an off day at the office. You had a bad day. But spare a thought for Aussie jockey Michael Poy. With the 250 metres to go on the first round, Dente has gone up and gone towards the front here uh, and is uh, given a slap with the whip. Poy was riding in race seven at Kynaton Racecourse on Monday aboard a horse called Dente. And as you heard, Dente took the lead heading towards the finishing post. But there was a problem. And I fear that the jockey might think that this is a one-lap race. In fact, I'm convinced of it. Michael Poy, I believe this is. I fear that he's uh, thinking this is a 1,200-metre race. It's gone to the front and leads by about seven or eight lengths. Yep. Michael forgot how many laps he needed to ride. Where did you learn to count? The race was meant to be run over 2,828 metres, but Dente had only run 1,200. Consequently, he cruised to what he thought was a win. 
Unfortunately, as he slowed up, the other 10 runners in the race continued to gallop past him before Poi realised his mistake. Me thinks somebody made a boo-boo. Despite having expended what he thought was a race-winning effort, Dante managed to still beat home three horses to finish eighth in the race. But in the sport of kings, brain fades such as the one Poi suffered, no matter how innocent, are not looked upon kindly. And the Victorian racing stewards handed Poi a two-month suspension. And that, along with the healthy dose of sledging he probably copped in the jockey's rooms, is punishment enough. Sally Fitzgibbons, your Rip Curl Rottenest Search champion, and now you're number two in the world. Sally Fitzgibbons has been a staple on the women's pro surfing tour ever since she cracked the big time way back in 2009. And while she's held the number one ranking on multiple occasions, she's never managed to get that elusive world championship, having finished runner-up three times. So close, yeah, so far. And after becoming the most high-profile victim of the newly introduced mid-season cut last week that saw the bottom half of the women's and men's tour cut for the second half of the year, it seemed that maybe at 31 years of age, Sally's time at the top was up. But surrender is not a word in the Fitzgibbon Dictionary. Because Sally is headed back to the big show. Oh, yeah, big news today. Sally Fitzgibbon's getting the 2023 WSL wildcard. We're going to see her back on tour. Yesterday, Sally was granted one of two wildcards to return to the WSL tour in 2023. And while Sally is currently trying to re-qualify for the tour via the Challenger Series, having made it to the quarterfinals at the Snapper Rocks event on the Gold Coast, the wildcard means the pressure is off and Sally can serve free and easy. Tonight, the boxing world turns its attention to Newcastle. Now look at me, please. Look at me. Look at me. Look at me. Prize-fighting former rugby league star Paul Gallen returns to the ring to take on Chris Terzievsky for the Australasian and Australian heavyweight titles. And Gao has been his blunt, usual self in the lead-up to the fight. I think there's a bit of softness in him. I saw it that night against the Django. I saw it against Tuolawa. He does not like pressure. And I know he would have trained everything and thought he trained everything to get ready for it and get ready for me coming forward. But the fact is, mate, there's just no one like me in Australian boxing. There's just none. I do think there's a weakness here. I genuinely think there's a weakness here. I think there's an element of softness in here. I've seen you quit before. And once you quit, once you're going to quit again. Uh, Chris, do you want to jump in here and maybe throw a shot back? I'm going to punch you in the face as hard as I can. Short, sharp and to the point. Let's see if he can back it up tonight. The undercard kicks off at 7pm, but the headline bout isn't expected to start until 9.30. And that is your fast, fun hit of sport for Wednesday the 11th of May. I'm Liam Flanagan. Catch you tomorrow on The Scorecard. Listener.